As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at Mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that never does anything only halfway, it's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I was on a delay. Yeah, I was lagging. A little bit of a lag. Yeah. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's my uh, fellow podcast host, and we don't shake hands because brothers got a hug. Oh, It's Andrew Ormsby, and each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Hi, good buddy. Hey, how you doing? Good. We're actually live on YouTube for this one. It's been a while. Yeah. um, Sorry about that. If you want to, if you want to see all the beautifulness that is happening in the studio, you can always check out the Sif Pop YouTube channel. Uh, heavy on my mind right now is uh, daylight saving time because oh, yeah. it happened today. Yeah. So steal that hour of sleep. <laughs> okay. So obviously your phones automatically switch over and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So my yeah. alarms went off and everything. I was getting in my car to come here, and I looked at my car uh, clock, and I'm like. Oh, I'm running a little early. I'm I can, so way early. I'm, I'm way early. I can uh, go grab some food. I thought about it, and then I'm like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense." Because yeah. I was getting, I was pushing time to get out, and then I checked my phone. I'm like, "Ah, oh, it must have been the day." Yes, so. it was. Uh, I posted something this morning, and I've gotten a little bit of feedback on it. Do you know what uh, Universal Time is? Universal Time Coordinated (UTC). Have you ever heard of this concept? It's the idea that with technology being the way it is, that time zones are outdated and that we should all just go by Greenwich Mean Time, which is also now known as UTC, Universal uh, Time yeah. Coordinated. And the oh, idea- Of course, the British are on board with this. Uh, well, I mean, well, that wouldn't be the same 
Greenish Mean Time is uh, England's England? time. I think it is. Uh, no, it? I don't think so. I, I I could be wrong. I can check that out. I think it's actually between us and England. I think it kind of splits the difference. Oh, but okay. anyways, the point being that we're smart enough to know. Like if I say, you know, let's say I think here Monday would technically start at what we now call uh, like 8 p.m. That would be like zero hour. And so like what we usually call 9 p.m. would be like one o'clock, two o'clock, that kind of thing, whatever. So we just know, okay, I go to bed about time when, you know, about zero. And then I wake up at about, you know, eight or nine or whatever the case may be, you know, and you just figure out what it looks like where you are. But then you don't have to worry about doing all that math whenever you want to set a meeting with somebody who's time zones away or you're doing travel and you're like, how did I just time travel and I landed sooner than I left and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. Anyways, I guarantee you 95% of the world would hate this idea because people hate hate change. I totally agree. No, I know. It's one of those. I have several things in just kind of these ideas that people have. And it's like, yeah, but we're just we're so bad at change. Yeah. Even though it's probably right. And that probably makes a lot of sense. We just, you know, we don't like change. So that'd be like adding an extra day to the week, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I, there are some cool ideas with that too. Have you seen the eight well, week day well, ideas? I know that people like an eight week day because it makes more sense for like a work week to mm-hmm. have an even number of days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't even want to think about what the calendar would look like with that. <laughs> you just the, the other part of like especially the eight week day thing is you have to ignore kind of the built in circadian rhythm, which is the idea of you know sleeping when the sun's down. That, that a lot of people do. Yeah. Oh, you say a lot of people do, and then you look across and you know who you're talking yeah, to. You're like, I'm oh, wait, 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 hold up. But even you have a circadian rhythm. Like, even you have an idea of how your body best operates, yeah. you know, sleep and awake time. So. Go to bed at five, wake up at noon. Sure, sure. Yeah. That can be your circadian rhythm. That's fine. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're operating uh, with uh, an hour less to our day. We time traveled overnight, uh, yeah. as did much of the world. But we got to sleep an extra hour. Not, right? No, we lost an hour last night, man. Oh, did we? Yeah, it's spring forward. Oh, <laughs> well, it says it says volumes that you don't even know. Like yeah. the idea, like you you don't even know if you're more tired or less tired. No, because really of what happened last well, night. Well, honestly, I went to bed at like ten last night. Uh huh. Yeah, so. which is way early for you. It's like uh, almost eight hours ish early for me, but I was still super tired when I woke up. Yeah, you never. It's just because you know I've been working on the house. So my yeah. hands are sore, my back is hurting, my yeah. knees are gone. I just like lay down and I'm like, oh, world, just wake me up when all the pain's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I got to do it, man. Yeah. Got to do it. No, I'm excited for you, man. Thanks. Getting into that house. But that's not what people tuned in here no! to listen to. We were going to talk about pop culture. Uh, we've got our buried treasure coming up. Uh, we've got a Sift Quest that somebody sent us on about serendipity in movies. Yeah. Uh, so that should be fun. And we're going to review Onward as well. Uh, but we're going to kick it off with some Do We Care. Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide, do we care? Or not, number one, the coronavirus is having its effect on the entertainment industry. I'm going to say I care. Yeah. I think it would be very uh, very inappropriate for me to yeah. say that I didn't care about that. First, South by Southwest was canceled. Yes. Cons is looking to be canceled. Yeah. And the newest Bond film is pushed from April to November. 
That was the first big like entertainment domino to fall. What's interesting about No Time to Die is one, we don't know if the, one of the plot lines affected this either. If there's like a outbreak plot line in it, maybe mm. there was some sensitivity issues. Um, Which uh, is not unheard of. I mean, no. look at uh, Spider-Man and uh, collateral damage during 9-11. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Not unheard of at all. Um, but the uh, the other thing is it may just be a financial decision. They may just feel like nobody wants to go to movies right now. Well, the Chinese market the is closed right now. Right. The, uh, China, in China, the theaters are closed. And if you want to make money uh, worldwide, a giant market is China. Yeah, so you, the yeah. biggest market for some yeah. uh, movies is going to be in China. So, I it's it's one of those strange things where it's like I I don't blame them, but at the same time, you know, I kind of blame them. <laughs> like, you know, it's it, if it's solely a money decision, it sucks, but you get it. I get, I totally understand it. Their yeah. business, they got to do it. Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of like I want to I want to see the Bond movie. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Just, well, this shouldn't affect me. Just, just stream it to me. You yeah. know, just, just tweet out a link, man. Everybody can go watch it at the link. There you go. Just make it free. It's not like you spent a bunch of money on it. Come on. Speaking of free, yeah. <laughs> Contagion, the 2001 film by Steven Soderbergh, is officially the number one most pirated movie <laughs> online right now. Because uh, it's a great movie, right? It has nothing to do with world events. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've always been a Contagion fan. Uh, you know, me and my, yeah. my Steven Soderbergh fandom. Um, I think he makes great movies. I mean, if nothing else, I mean, Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. You gotta Marianne see this movie. Cotillard. You gotta see this movie. Yeah. It'll mess you up, especially nowadays. I haven't seen it since it came out. So I'm sure if I were, if I were to go back and rewatch this movie, now with you know this global mindset that's going on right now it would probably hit me a lot harder well let me just tell you this yeah. when i watched the movie there was no coronavirus going on okay. there was there was no virus that was spreading in 2001 there had to have been some like swine, well i mean it's bird a, flu swine sure, flu sure. bird flu you know you, you the pop up here and there i'm just saying in that moment there was no cultural consciousness of a big you yeah. know uh, epidemic Pandemic. event um so uh, and i finished that movie and was like oh that's how we're all going to die yeah. <laughs> like it's like that was the movie that I came out of going, oh, that's the actual apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> because so, if you look at coronavirus and what's happening with it, yeah. you get a good indication of what could happen if that type of aggressibility, uh aggressibility, there's a fun word, that type of aggressiveness from a, a virus was combined with a virus that actually you know, had a higher mortality rate than 2%, how quickly the world's population would just go down. Like, yeah. you know, because Corona is unstoppable. Like yeah. it's just, it's going, it's, it's going to cross the world. Yeah. And it's not the first time we've dealt with coronavirus too. Right. S SARS and MERS are technically coronavirus. Type, but but they're, viruses uh, are weird in that they adapt mutate. and all of a sudden there's a new mutated version and yeah. that's what's so scary a lot of times. But coronavirus is the uh, the encompassing name that SARS and MERS fall right. into. So, By the way, just as a, a, a warning, this is not a science podcast. We may say things that are ignorance. <laughs> yeah. Just just know that. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're just kind of going by what is, we know. Is, Phil, is MEV1 what this new coronavirus is? MEV1? Oh yeah, COVID-19. That's what this new... But coronavirus is like the 
overall encompassing name of it all. But it's a lot catchier than COVID nineteen. Uh-huh, so. COVID nineteen, man. It sounds like a Beck album or something. <laughs> like... Nobody's gonna be afraid of COVID nineteen, but coronavirus. Yeah. 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 So yeah, watch Contagion, watch Outbreak. Yeah, I was have a good say, time. In Outbreak, they didn't call it evil monkey disease, you know. So right. That's why it spread so fast. If they would have called it evil monkey disease, they could have had the thing under control. <laughs> Number nice. three. Number three. Uh, as we're heading more out of virus and into our actual main topic of <laughs> Thank the day, you. Onward. Thank you, yeah. A lawsuit involving Disney's new film, Onward, is picking up publicity. Okay. A San Francisco artist was contacted by Pixar in 2008 to have her unicorn-painted van featured at a public or at a press event. She did, but now the design for her van is featured in Disney's newest film, but the artist was not compensated or asked for permission. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. Um, How did so, Disney think they could get away with this? Well, I don't... Uh, there's a couple things here. <laughs> Number one, I think a lot of this is going to... Uh, how you feel about this is going to be based on... Uh, how strictly you interpret the idea of intellectual property or the idea of, you know, uh, what is art. Because I think it's fair to say they're different pictures. They just look very similar in color scheme and, you know, that it's, they're both have a unicorn on them. Well, one's a unicorn, one's a pegasus. Yeah, that's true. One has a diamond, one has a moon. Right, so But they're, like, literally, like, the, the position, the positioning the of coloring. everything is yeah. exactly something. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you can look at this and you can go, "Oh, that's that is very, very similar." But yeah. then a judge has to say, "How similar is too similar before you need to give credit from the artist?" I guess the interior also is the exact same, like red shag carpeting and you know, like stuff like that on the inside of the van is all the same. Too. Now, the second part of this is what was the pre-existing understanding of. Yeah. This commission. You said it was commissioned, right? Yeah, it was commissioned to be like her van to be shown at like a Pixar event back right. in 2018. So probably way before Onward was, you know. Oh, no. Onward was certainly in development in 2019. 18. In 18? Yeah. Probably even. These movies take about four years. Yeah. So, yeah, it was at least in development. Still. Interesting topic, nonetheless. Yeah, intellect- and, and, well, what, what constitutes is, intellectual property? Right, and what I'm saying is, the other part the judge has to look at is what was the understanding and contract for this commission? Yeah, because if it was commissioned for Pixar, then part of them may be able to say lawyer. No, she, she, uh, or he or she. I don't know who actually. It's a she. A she. A Gwen. Uh, Gwynthy, I think, is her name, her last name, I think. So Pixar may be able to say, well, she drew this for us. Of course we can use it. We paid yeah. her to draw this for us. No, not that she drew it. It's her van. She has the van that this oh, is based on. Oh, okay. And, and she was, you know, she brought her van to the event. Because they told her. Huh? They told her to bring her van to the yeah, event. They commissioned her to have her van appear so at an they, event. So that means they paid her to yeah. bring her van to the event. Yes, that's different. I, yeah. I, I don't think that gives them a right to use the yeah. the actual art uh, in any way. So, yeah, yeah. I think if, if I were Disney Pixar on this, I would just, you know. Shell out the money. Yeah, I'd have a meeting with her and say, hey, how much yeah. do you want? Yeah. Here's here's 20% of that <laughs> or whatever. Oh. Here's here's what we can agree on, yeah. you know. Let's, let's negotiate. But yeah, no, we, we absolutely... 
uh, you know, took inspiration from your van. So here's some money. Yeah. That's what and I would do. But. Yeah, because I'm always, this isn't always right, but 90% of the time I'm on the side of the little guy as opposed to the big corporation, you know? I'm like, yeah, don't try and uh, screw over this person who you are going to try and lawyer out of a couple bucks when they rightly deserve it, you know? Yeah. But having yeah. said that, let us move on forward from this Do We Care segment <laughs> because that's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. Very nice. Well, let's talk about the movie, shall we? Let's yeah. review Onward. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard. What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back? Like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. Two teenage elf brothers, Ian and Barley Lightfoot, go on a journey to discover if there is still a little magic left out there in order to spend one last day with their father, who died when they were too young to remember him. Uh, This is the latest... Uh, new movie from Pixar, not based on a previous Pixar. Yeah. This is an original film. Um, and this is, if you don't know, if you've never watched anything that I've done before, Pixar is my jam. Yeah. So you should know ahead of time not to trust anything I have to say about this movie. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. I feel like sometimes I'm actually harder on Pixar because I, I love them so the much. Because the quality and the caliber is such high. It is so very high. So what did you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or was it just okay? I really liked it. Close to loved it. I'm definitely in the loved it camp. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I came into this one. I, I had heard from many of my trailer watching friends that the trailer did not do a lot for this movie, that they had low expectations based on the trailer. And I think some of that bled over into me a little bit, even though I didn't watch the trailer, where I'm like, oh, maybe this will be a Pixar movie that's just kind of okay. And maybe it was those low expectations, but I came away going, no, this is like, this is the epitome of what Pixar does. No, no, it it definitely (laughs) checks all the Pixar boxes. And I don't know if, for me, that can eventually lead to a negative. I mean, Like you get tired of it? Like you can kind of see the formula? Yeah, I can see the formula, but uh, then I think to myself, well, that's true, but it hasn't happened with Marvel. You know, Marvel has a formula they followed for 20-plus movies, but it's a formula that works, and... Even though I can predict it, it doesn't take away from the emotional journey that this movie definitely takes you on. And this movie knows how to tug at heartstrings, just like all the other Mar- or, uh, Marvel movies, but all the other Pixar movies do. <laughs> just say Disney movies. It covers all yeah, of them. Yeah, <laughs> all the Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a really good movie. And it's a world, no pun intended, that... I am a huge fan of. Do you I, think it did service to the idea of kind of the fantasy world and the D and D, the D and D aspect of it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was because as I'm going along, and you know, not D and D, they call it something else in this because mm-hmm. they didn't want to pay Gaiax any money. <laughs> um, they, uh, it felt so much like a campaign. You know, like oh, you have to go here to start your quest. You have to do all this and this and this, and you have to know this to be able to do this. And I'm like, yeah, this is. The people who wrote this definitely have an understanding of what, you know, tabletop role-playing is. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had such a great time with this movie. Uh, Like you said, it checks all the boxes. Yeah. I laughed a lot. 
Uh, I had I had lots of mimosas. Yeah. Um, mimosas? Mimosas and emotions. <laughs> yeah. No, mimosas are when your emotions are so strong you <laughs> can't even pronounce the word. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, I want to ask you this, just jumping right in off the bat. Sure. Uh, this film has a very, very powerful brotherly message yes. going on here. Yes. I don't have a brother. I got a little sister. Yeah. You got a brother. I got a brother. How did this movie, like make you have any feelings to your brother sure, or stuff of like that like yeah oh. of course um i you know and and is you know father, father. has four boys yeah. you know so there's there's literally what's the uh what's the exponential equation there like there's how many different brother relationships are there oh like uh, there's uh, like seven ways to kevin bacon sort of yeah thing. yeah exactly <laughs> there's so many different yeah. uh uh brotherly relationships there uh so yeah the fact that that we're dealing with brothers and not only that and i guess we'll have to wait till the sift spoil to talk about some of this but the way the movie tells the brother story yeah. was really I think really smart and really well done. They're so smart about how they reveal parts of their stories and yeah. when they reveal them in the best way to impact you. And there's a moment that happened. At, well, there's there's three specific moments where I teared up. One where I, I shed some tears. Yeah. Um, but all three of them did this beautiful thing that you kind of have to do to really grab that emotion which is there's an element of surprise to it too. Yeah. There's a, there's a, and not that you're not that you're like, oh, I can't believe it, you know, plot twist kind of surprise. Yeah. But a story turn where they're like, how oh, but did you think about it this way? And you're like, yeah. oh yeah. And then the tears just start coming. And yeah. they're just so good at that. And there are at least three of those specific moments that we can talk about in uh in the Sif spoil yeah. that that really hit me. Um, we're also dealing with in my life, the fact that, you know, this is about uh, a father who passed away, yeah. got sick. And the fact that I almost died yeah. two years ago, uh, impacts that in a lot of ways. So almost exactly two years ago, uh, oh, wow. was when I died. Uh, and so it was one of those things where, you know, um, there's that element of the emotion for me as well, especially, you know, for my wife who was sitting with me and, and watching the film. I mean, it, she said afterwards, she said, I think it's safe to say that movie wrecked me. And she was, you know, crying through most of the movie and most of the trip home. And, yeah. you know, just, just because she's thinking about our story and our experience and having, you know, kids and what would have life been like, you know, if I hadn't recovered and, and all those kind of things. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely has some, uh, tie into my own personal life that probably explains you know the deeper that emotion was so and this isn't one of those things i i always have to clarify this because i i don't i don't want to be accused of saying somebody can't get something because they're not in a place in their life you know yeah. the idea of you know somebody will say well if you were a parent you'd under you'd like this movie more you'd understand no, it you just know, gives kind of you a uh, a different uh, way of looking at something. Well, it's perspective, right? It's we all have our own stories. We all have our own perspective, and that does impact things. I, you know, you. It's just as silly to say that doesn't matter as it is to say it's the only thing that matters. Exactly. There's a there's a balance there, right? Yeah. So, and that balance for you know for us was definitely that this one touched us in some of our our real perspective places. So, yeah, for sure. So. I guess we can just go straight down to voice performances. What did you think of everybody? Great. Yeah. I, Pixar does so great at picking the right people yeah. for the right voices. Star-Lord and Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah. What more do you need to know? I love Chris Pratt in this role. Yeah. I mean, he's he great. really embodies this. I mean, for any... I don't know why, but I, I had a feeling as I was watching this, like, 
any other actor doing this role, like this loud, over-the-top character, uh, would come across as just silly and ridiculous and wouldn't fit in. But for some reason, I buy into the fact that since it's his voice, it just lends itself perfectly. Like, I believe that that person exists, yeah. you know, even in this world. Because even in this world, it still sounds ridiculous because while it is a fantasy world, everything is modernized. There's schools, there's cars, there's everything like this. So you have something that you can hang your hat on and you like, okay, so I'm just going to put my reality within this world that has, you know, manticores and centaurs and stuff like that. I think one of the really smart things the movie does and... I don't think this is spoilerish to say, but it is a, a way that, that the movie uses the story, is that the way it's formatted, you almost think the overall theme of this movie is going to be about how we've lost the magic of our, you know, interpersonal relationships. Yeah. You know, the idea that, that the metaphor here is, sure, we don't have a history of actual magical creatures that we know about in this world, Yeah, but we do have a different era where technology wasn't such a dominant part in our lives where we were more forced to interact with each other. Yeah. Those, that magic, you know, like the metaphor would be, Oh, where is that magic gone? And in the movie almost lulls you into thinking that's what it's about. And then starts hitting you with the brother stuff in yeah. bigger ways. And it's like, Oh, that's what this movie is about. And it yeah. kind of adds to the ability for the story to kind of take you on a surprising journey with them. So, yeah. yeah I, or, there's a second lull too. The second lull is that maybe it's about fathers and sons. Like, you know, that this is going to be a movie and this is the bigger uh, misdirection is that the, this is going to be about a father, you know, a son trying yeah. to reconnect with his father and the movie is but it, what that role actually means. Right. And stuff like that. And yeah. And so the movie kind of, again, throws you that curveball of you thought it was about this, but yeah. watch this. Are you the older brother or younger brother? Older brother. Older brother. Okay. Yeah. Yep, and, and my dad was around for our whole time, too, okay. so there was... I, I think that's a totally uh, valid thing to say, because I, I believe, uh, based on uh, you know my limited experience, uh, that that really is a, a valid differentiator. Uh, my my role as a brother would have changed if my father wasn't around, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, You're so, the man of the house now. Right, so that idea, you know, and maybe that's fair, unfair, too much pressure, whatever, to put on somebody, but yeah. that but that cultural idea at least exists, and I yeah. think that makes for a different uh, perspective, for sure. So, so yeah. What else? What else do you want to talk about? Um, cons, I guess. There are some uh, elements in this movie um, I can't really get into, uh, here, I'll just say there's there's geographical things, there's uh, people in certain places that don't make sense, and they either come across as like lazy or just confusing. And they were prominent enough for me that I'm like, oh man. I think I, I know what you're talking about. I wish that hadn't happened. That's the only thing keeping me from loving this movie. That I think that there are a few elements of this movie that are... That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense or lazy. And I'm just like, oh, man. If you would have polished that up just a little bit, this would have been almost a perfect movie. Yeah. No, I think I'm with you. I certainly wasn't distracted by that stuff. It never... I, I You know, it was very easy for me to suspend my disbelief on anything that popped up that that was my brain went well that doesn't make sense i was like i don't care i'm i'm having a good time yeah you know what i mean like, normally i can do that but for a movie that's this good i yeah. have to find something you oh know? interesting when it's this good it makes it easier for me to let go of that stuff yeah. like you not not really think about it but yeah 
But yeah. Yeah, most of uh when a movie is almost as perfect as this and it, like like you've said, we give Pixar a lot of leeway because the caliber of their movies is so, you know, good that you actually have to search for stuff to if you want to have a negative. Yeah. But I'm not saying that just me searching made it be there. Those things definitely are there. Yeah. But uh no. Yeah, just a couple things. Yeah, um, I enjoyed both Octavia Spencer and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, oh, yeah, their little uh, side quest was pretty fun. It was. It was It was really great. There, this movie, the other thing this movie does really well is it doesn't get distracted by other, th- other plot lines that could have been interesting. This yeah. movie doesn't ever really approach uh, the mom's loss or mourning in a huge way of her husband. Yeah. It's a, it's about the boys, right? Like it's a, it's about their relationship and their perspective. And in a lesser movie, we could have spent too much time on everybody else's journey instead of yeah. focused on the story that the movie is really telling us. And I think that's that's really smart. Um because she exists in many ways as a um a protector and a provider and yeah. you know that kind of thing, which I think is perfect. That's perfect, you know, a perfect role for her in this film. Oh yeah. So yeah, what do you think about the action? Uh, like like the effects and stuff, like the action effects. Sure, if you want to talk about effects, uh, there's like there's very few in this movie, but like a couple scenes, like there's just one on the freeway. I'll say was super fun to watch. Uh, the one at the end I thought was a lot of fun. Uh. Yeah, nothing mind blowing. Not I, not like a Incredibles two, uh, the right. bike chase, anything like right. that. But no, it, there's good. It served its purpose. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think I feel the same way. I was never, I never had one of those. No euph- Jack Jack v Raccoon. Scene. Right. Yeah, I never had one of those euphoric moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Yeah. There was there was a little bit of an action scene that made me laugh r- really really loud. That involved the van, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, I, and see, that's the thing is, I remember these moments, and I, I think, <laughs> see, now you know what I'm talking, <laughs> and I laughed profoundly at that part. It is funny. It yeah. is really funny. It's a very funny movie, but I, you know, I, one of the for me, one of the greatest uh, compliments to a movie is just all those things that you remember, those moments you remember, and yeah. the way the scenes play together. You think of that scene with the van. I think of the. The beautiful tension of the the scene of the Indiana Jones uh, oh, scene, yeah, yeah. you know, like the I I just I just think of you know scene after scene where I'm like, oh that's fun, oh that's interesting, oh I laughed at that, oh that was kind of cool. Um, and I thought the last uh, quote unquote action scene was really well done. Yeah, uh, it has this thing that that some of the some of my favorite Goosebump movies do, which is character you know, trying to figure something out, finally getting to the place where they just own it and it's part of them. And yeah. now they can just kick butt, you know, like that. Yeah. it has that thing in, in that yeah. last scene. And I thought, yeah. yeah, so I got a few goosebumps there. Somebody um, leveled up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. I'm excited to do Sif spoil on this because we're going to have lot, a lot of fun with this. One. Yeah. Because there's a, there, there are a lot of specific moments that I want to call out, uh, in this movie. Um, I was, yeah, like I said, I love it. I think it's very well done. It is, in my opinion, if not top-tier Pixar, just under top-tier Pixar. 
um, which, you know, when you're talking about Pixar, <laughs> you're talking... It's, it's a close, yeah. For me, when you're talking about Pixar, you're talking about uh, Cars 2 is a mediocre film, yeah. and the rest of them are all good to great. <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah, know. for me, this isn't on, like, Finding Nemo caliber or right. Wally caliber. Right. Or Incredibles or, Incredibles or Inside Out too. for me, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is definitely up there with, like, uh, the Toy Story sequels yeah. and uh, Up. Ratatouille, Up. Uh, I don't like Ratatouille. Uh, well, that's weird. That's I know. just, you know. Actually, um, uh, Tom Holland's character, like, the actual design of that character is based off of the, the guy from Ratatouille. Oh, Luigi. Yeah, Luigi. They just uh, added ears to him. Linguini. Linguini. I said Luigi. That's a, yeah. That's a, it's that's a, that's a, that's a Nintendo thing. Yeah. I think Linguini is the character. Yeah, it's name. Linguini. Uh, Alfredo or something like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's based oh, off I can kind of the see character that. design. They just added the ears and the I hair. I can kind of see that. How do we feel about the dad character? I don't want. It's almost it's almost a MacGuffin <clears throat> in some ways. No, I mean it's not. But I'm, I'm afraid but, to say too much. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, not really. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Can we wait to spoilers sure. to talk about that? One? Sure. Because I have a lot to talk about with the dad character. Not on you know only an emotional level, but I think. Some of the funniest moments in the movie are with that yeah. character. Yeah, there's a weird, almost weekend at Bernie's ish yes. aspect to what's going on here. Um, Underrated movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> this movie's good. Andrew, it's a this good movie's movie. Really good. It's yeah. a good movie. If good. it wasn't for me nitpicking and finding these things that just stick stand out, mm-hmm. it it would be up there. Yeah. All yep. right. Very nice. Good job, Pixar. Yeah, You've well done, done it again. Well done. Um, all right. Oh, it's the, uh, I think it's only the third movie that Pixar's done that does not have humans in it. Uh, A Bug's Life and then the Cars trilogy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there are three Cars movies, so like third world that they've, yeah. they've gone into without humans. That's interesting to think of. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that at all. But yeah, no, there are no humans. It is all fantasy creatures yep. in this movie. So, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Anyways, yeah, I'll need to do my Pixar rankings, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be up with those other great ones. Excellent. Um, and I'm I'm super excited. I get I get two Pixar days this year. Yeah, you get this in Souls coming up later this summer. So, yep, man, it's just it's like a, a. I can't wait for that movie. It's gonna be great. Um, well, there you go. I think it's a high recommend uh, for me at least, and I think Andrew yeah, as buddy. well. So. I'm excited to hear that. Yep. Now onward to the next segment of the podcast. Even the even the title had a nice little emotional moment to it. Like the idea of, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. the whole onward thing, I actually actually tied in kind of nicely. So uh, let's move on to our SIFT quest uh, for today. Uh, before we do that, though, I will say thank you to our SIFT Pop members. Yes. Um, we had a good time with our SIFT Pop pre-show hanging out and chatting some fun stuff yeah. so uh if uh, we chatted uh, coronavirus uh we chatted <laughs> we had a great time your, it was your super house fun. uh we yeah we had we had a fun time <laughs> uh so if you want to listen to that you get your own podcast feed as a sif pop member at any level support starts at three bucks a month uh you can check that out at patreon.com slash sif pop um yeah our sif pop members are coming through big time and we appreciate you uh, all right, here's the SIF quest. Uh, this comes to us from Eric. It says, hello, Aaron and Andrew. Hello. Hi, Eric. Uh, one of the times Andrew mentioned there will be blood in No Country for Old Men coming out around the same time reminded me of what happened when a friend and I went to see one of them. We, weren't sure we, wanted, we were sure we wanted to see one of those two, but we couldn't decide which. 
So we decided to flip a coin, and the coin chose no country for old men. We went in having no idea how much coin flipping happened in that movie. Have you ever had a syrup serendipitous movie going experience like that? Uh, fun question. Fun question. What do you think, Andrew? How did you take this? This could go a bunch of different ways. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I racked my brain forever. I thought of one early on, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to use that one. But, oh, no. Uh, but well, I, now you have to say. I know. And honestly, I was going to win it because I couldn't think of any other. Yeah. When I was a little kid, uh, I watched Homeward Bound, and then my cat ran away. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Andrew! <laughs> Oh, that's that's not good, man. Uh, that, did, ca- that cat hated me anyway. It was did, always. Scratched. Did you feel like uh, my parents say th- that it ran away? But I have a feeling it got hit by a car. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they never put up posters or anything like that. Either that, or they just hated the cat too. It's funny because uh, my boys, we had two dogs, and one of them passed away. I didn't know that. When was this? A while ago? Yeah, it was. Um, this is probably five years ago five or six years ago but um yeah we had a little miniature dachshund and Aww. a black lab and those were uh, those were our dogs the mini dachshund's name was switchfoot and <laughs> like the, the black lab's name was uh princessa aliene which is uh french for um uh princess fool uh so princess and the fool anyways uh, so yeah, so Switchfoot died and then we were like, you know what, uh, this will be a good time to kind of be done with pets. And so we gave, uh, our other dog away to, to a, a happy farm where to, he could frolic. Yes, and- literally. Yeah. And so every time our boys would be like, well, what happened to your dog? They'd be like, well, she's playing on a happy farm uh-huh. and out playing in the, the countryside and they'd be like oh so your parents killed her or, or whatever you know yeah. your parents got rid of her no like, no no really we've gone and visited her yeah uh in this happy farm so anyways that's what made me think of that but i'm sorry you lost your cat man that's all right she was a butthole <laughs> take that jasmine uh yeah this was an interesting question eric and i racked my brain and what's interesting about this question for me is i'm sure there are many examples of stuff like this that then just slips my mind after the fact but for whatever reason the one that sticks with me was valentine's day weekend 2015 valentine's day weekend 2015 as is often the case with somebody who's reviewing movies i was watching two movies in the same day is that deadpool no no that was 2016 i think so Valentine's Day 2015 was when Fifty Shades of Grey came out. Wait, did you? No. <laughs> no, go ahead. Guess how this was serendipitous. No, Andrew, go ahead. I can't do. Go it. ahead and guess. It's a family show, Aaron. <laughs> so anyhow, so one of the movies I watched was Fifty Shades of Grey, and then the other one on the screening list for that day was a Christian movie called Old Fashioned. <laughs> so so there's there's this faith-based movie called (laughs) old-fashioned and then 50 shades of gray and what was amazing to me was how these were identical movies from different perspectives of sexuality there are in both movies there are scenes of contracts of signing contracts uh one of them signing contracts never to have sex one of them signing a contract for you know all the the types of sexual activities that they're going to have. Uh, the idea, I just, I came out of both of these movies going, 
they are both movies that put all the focus in relationships on sexuality when there are so many other parts of a relationship. And like, it's one of those things where the problems I had with 50 shades of gray were pretty much the same problems I had with old fashioned on like a message level. That's funny, which is very strange, right? Because you would think they're so obviously different, but they had the same issue, which is they put all the focus on sex, you know, instead of, you know, the relationship. So I'm so glad that's the way the story went. Were <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get uncomfortable, Andrew? I was like, Aaron, you 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 won't let me swear, but you're about to tell a really <laughs> racy story. So what was serendipitous is later that day yeah. I went into this store. I didn't know what was in this store. Patricia's <laughs> So yeah. Phil, so- you're laughing because you know what it means. Uh, I, that that was all that I could think of uh, as far as serendipitous movie moments. But thank you for that question, Eric. It at least it at least allowed me to embarrass Andrew a little bit. Yeah, I didn't think you'd be able to top cat running away, but there you go. <laughs> but, the, but I did. Yeah, there I did it. Uh, all right, let's finish off with our buried treasure for the week, Andrew. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? I'm gonna go back to comics, man. Okay, I'm on a comic streak right now, letting people know about them. Uh, one of my favorite runs I just reread, and people got to read it. It's Injustice, Gods Among Us. Uh, I'll just say this: What if uh, Superman? What if something horrible, traumatic had happened to Superman, and he says, "Enough is enough. I'm going to fix the world. Are you going to stop me? How?" Right. And that's what this is all about. And yeah. then uh, Batman. It's kind of DC's Civil War, but not really it's just the closest comparison i can make you know like what if superman just said all of a sudden you know this happened to me i'm never gonna let it happen to anyone ever again i don't care what the government say i know what's right and he becomes the new world leader pretty much and uh what the so it's basically superman as some sort of dictator dictator yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and wonder woman is like egging him on like yeah go do it and spider-man or uh, spider-man uh, spider-man's in another universe has no idea what's going on <laughs> but batman is like no we gotta stop him and uh wow it, it's it's a fascinating read i highly recommend it very cool yep very nice uh i'm based off of a video game actually believe it or not like the video game came first the video game came first and then they wrote the comic book which is not how this normally goes. No. Yeah. Video game came first. And just as the video game. Also, great video game, by the way. So, here's a question. Yeah. If they make the uh, Gods Among Us movie, yeah. is it a movie based on a video game or based on a comic book? Technically, well, I would actually go video game. It's All a right. movie based on a video game. Listen, Son- but Sonic probably- the Hedgehog has proven you can make a good video game movie. But I so. don't know if people are going to be like, yeah, but the intellectual property of the characters of Batman and Superman right. came That's from what a I'm comic. Saying. But the story itself would have come from a video game. I think we get to call it a video game movie. That's all I'm saying. I- I'm down with that. Uh, they'd never make it, though, because nobody wants to see that the characters portrayed in this way. I don't know, man. You don't think? I don't. I think it could work. Yeah. I don't think. I think Brightburn was a, just a horrible execution of an idea that could have worked. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Oh man, that movie is so bad. It is. It's horrible. Uh, my buried treasure is from uh, television, 
Uh, I don't think I've talked about the new season of Survivor on here, and so I wanted to uh, to talk. That's beautiful. I feel like I'm watching the show right now. That's amazing. <laughs> you should just do all the all the themes. Uh, Survivor winners at war. So, do you know the concept of this season? I'm assuming all the winners come back together yeah. and they're competing against each other. It, yeah, have, have they done this before? No, they have not. They've really, had, they've had all stars. They've had people come back that are great characters. Some of them winners, but never a whole season where every single person who's competing has won the show. How many before. seasons have there been now? Thirty. This is the fortieth. Fortieth. So oh yeah. my gosh. So yeah, this is the fortieth season of Survivor, and so in honor of the fortieth season, they're having the winners come back. How many winners like 20 ish yeah well the, yeah there's i think they yeah i think they started with 20 um or at least somewhere close to that and so you've got people like great characters like boston rob and of course he's married to uh amber now who also won so you've got your first time that a married couple is competing you know against each other back? uh they did not bring back richard Aww. no <laughs> So, but Ethan Zahn, uh, who's survived cancer uh, twice since the time he won, nice. uh, came back. And then, uh, you know, Tyson is a great competitor. Sandra, who's the only person ever to win twice, uh, is playing again. Oh, did she so win the All-Star or something? She she won another season that she was on, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it for me, this has been astonishing stuff because everybody who's there. Oh, also Yule Kwan, who was one of my Yule favorite, was one of my favorites. Yule is great, and he is he is playing so great this season. But this this thing is so packed with people who know how to play this game well. They're that all it's, mental ninjas. Oh, it exactly, and it's mind blowing. Um, my wife makes fun of me because during watching episodes of Survivor, uh, I get cold. Because all the blood rushes like to my core because I get so nervous. Yeah, I get so nervous watching Survivor. Like, who are they going to vote out? Like, how is it going to go down? Like that kind of stuff. This is the worst. I have to watch with like two blankets on me for the entire episode this season because you're turning into my grandma. It could be (laughs) ninety degrees inside, but she has like a heating blanket only for Survivor and a big quilt while she's watching Pat Sajak and Vanna White. I don't know what this next word is. Uh, yeah, no, only for only for Survivor though. I I cannot wait to see how all this turns out i who like, do you want to win you uh, i would be fine with you'll win that'd be really cool um there's there's a lot that's happened all right i think we're four episodes in so i kind of know some things yeah but like so i'm going to put myself back in the mindset of you know before it started uh these are the people i would want to see do well sandra rob uh ethan's on tyson and um uh, Yule. Who was the cowboy? Uh, uh, there was a cowboy. Well, he always had that like one. The, yeah, mm. he's on the far left there. It's a it's an audio podcast, Andrew. I'm helping you <laughs> answer my. Oh, question. Ben, you're talking about Ben. ben. Yeah, okay. he won just a couple seasons ago. Okay, so yeah. Um, anyhow, it's but uh, the newer ones I think have a better chance. Because they've played the newer version of the game, which That's, is a lot faster. Yeah. The game goes a lot faster now. It's still thirty days, though, isn't it? Yeah, I just mean like the 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 st- strategy and everything is just oh, a lot. Like it turns over the really tribalism fast. of it all. Because when it when it started, people were just figuring out. Like the first season. Nobody even knew what an alliance was. And Richard is out there basically going, is anybody else playing this game? Like, am I the only one yeah. playing this game? And he pretty much was. Yeah. Uh, and Naked. Th- and, then, and then now you've got people who understand, you know, 
how to flip and how to blindside and all that kind of stuff. So. I really want you to be on Survivor, Aaron. Yeah, I really do. Well, get your call into probes. See if see if I should probably you, apply. You, you got the uh, you got the in. You talk to him every year. That's true. Say, I, hey, Jeff, Jeff. I told you. I, I he he told me. He said, "Well, you know, get your button gear and get an application in." And I was like, "Well, Aaron, get your button gear, <laughs> get an application." I don't know. You said you're getting all. Is that why you're really wanting to get all the kids out of the house so you can take? So a I go month play Survivor. So finally. you can go play Survivor. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Survivor's winners at war. Uh, very excited to see where the season goes. Can you pick um, it up on Hulu? Can you watch it there? Or uh, uh, I I don't think CBS does their stuff on Hulu. I think if you want um, all the the Survivor stuff, you'll have to do CBS All Access. Or. Um, find other ways to watch it where you can also watch <laughs> contagion well, you, can, you can watch it on live television as well you know nobody has do. live television what is what is live television well we did it man yeah we did we did a pot we survived the the coronavirus long enough to do a podcast <laughs> so we made it through Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Uh, huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out. Well, thank you, buddy. Huge thanks to producer Phil for producing up the show. Thanks, Phil. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month and you get access to every bonus episode. As well as some other fun perks. Uh, you can find out more at patreon.com slash siftpop. That's with a T in the middle. Siftpop. Uh, there are lots of ways to connect with the, the podcast. You can leave a comment. You can rate the podcast. Leave a review at Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if you'd like to uh, get in your Sift Quest, you can do that feedback at siftpop.com. You can email us. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too. So let them know about it. And that listening is much easier than perfectly aiming a minivan launch. Uh, we will have some spoilers about Onward uh, coming up in the podcast feed. And then next week, uh, probably Bloodshot. We'll be back to talk a little bit about Vin Diesel's new movie. I live my life a gunshot at a time. <laughs> I was a little Sylvester Stallone, actually. Yeah. 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 Same guy. Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, I'm Bloodshot. Miggy. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.